<laughs> Today is Thursday, April 13th, 2023. White House whistleblower says Joe Biden is a criminal. Says he has evidence that will put him in jail or impeach him. Bombshell stuff. Donald Trump sues Michael Cohen for $500 million. And ALX joins the show to talk about Elon Musk nuking the BBC. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Joe Biden may be going to prison, but that doesn't mean that you need to lock up your finances along with him. Joe Biden is trying to take the dollar down. Maybe you should consider diversifying. Now is the time, ladies and gentlemen. Now is the time to diversify into precious metals, as I have done. May I recommend my favorite people to do this, which is Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold is the best when it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver. You can have it delivered securely right to your door. They have five-star from TrustLink, AAA rating, Better Business, Consumer Alliance, A-plus rating, Better Business Viewer. You can't ask for better. And that's why countries all around the world are buying and stockpiling gold because it has real value. It is exactly what you should use to hedge against people like Joe Biden, who may be going to prison. Get up to $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying investment. Protectwithbenny.com today. Protectwithbenny.com today. Ladies and gentlemen, we are witnessing in real time the collapse of the Biden regime. Now, a tactic that you're going to have with the enemy is that they're going to try and project strength. They're going to try and bring Hunter Biden to the Easter egg roll. They're going to try and bring Hunter Biden to Ireland, which they've done right now, because that's definitely the most important thing happening in the world. Joe Biden wobbling around uh, his home in Ireland for his ancestors, where his grandfather left in 1850s. It is really remarkable how if you hire somebody who's at the very, very end of their lives and who should belong in a nursing home, all you're going to get is like creepy, old, d- diseased nostalgia. But that's not going to prevent, in our new era, Joe Biden from suffering the consequences of his actions. And now we have a whistleblower telling us from inside of the Obama administration, this is a man who worked for Barack Obama, coming out and saying, this guy's guilty as hell. This guy is crooked as Hillary Clinton. As crooked as Hillary Clinton walking with a crooked walking stick after a Chardonnay afternoon in the woodlands of New York, as she is prone to do. Ladies and gentlemen, the Obama administration has, in multiple occasions, said that they are very scared about how corrupt Joe Biden is. And we are going to take a very exciting journey down the road of Joe Biden's corruption today. And we're going to expose for you something that burst forth onto the national stage last night with a whistleblower telling us something that we already knew, but we did not have the confirmation from inside of the Obama White House. But if you had your eyes and your ears open, then you would have understood exactly how desperate they were to stop you from talking about one thing. And remember, our corporate press, they are a fifth column in this nation. They are agents of the state. They are state-funded media. And we decided to go and do a mashup of state-funded media for your viewing pleasure this morning to show you the tea leaves, to show you the breadcrumbs of this story. When Hunter Biden's laptop story broke, How did PBS cover it? You can't get more corrupt than PBS. PBS is literally sponsored by the state. They are literally deep state news. Never watch PBS. But how did PBS cover Hunter Biden's laptop? Because this is all connected. What did they do to be the Praetorian guard for the Biden family? This mashup is wild, but it lays the story. For what you're about to hear from the Obama whistleblower, this is why with blood in their eyes and fire in their veins, they did everything they could to try to not only prevent you from learning about Hunter Biden's laptop, but to stop you from ever even sharing it. Watch. Over the past few days, President Trump has highlighted a report by the New York Post about Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son. There are major questions about the origins and the accuracy of that story, that the president's personal attorney was peddling Russian disinformation. Unfounded claims about Vice President Biden's son, Hunter. Unverified story about Hunter Biden. Adam Schiff suggested the claims are Russian disinformation. Disinformation. Intelligence agencies warned the White House 
that Russian intelligence used Rudy Giuliani as a vessel to undermine the Biden campaign. Republicans vowed to subpoena the CEO of Twitter for blocking a politically charged and uncorroborated story in the New York Post. It involved Hunter Biden, son of presidential candidate Joe Biden, and his business dealings in Ukraine. You know, it's this article of dubious sourcing that's been disproved. So, state, Oregon, PBS, state media, PBS, went on a tirade against Hunter Biden's laptop, which of course is true, verified now. Dozens of news outlets have verified this. You already knew it was true. Everyone knew it was true. The Trump campaign knew it was true. Rudy Giuliani knew it was true. Why? Why do they scream like demons to stop you from learning about this? Well, now we know. Part of it is because of Hunter Biden's crimes. And those crimes are evidenced quite clearly in a report from the Marco Polo Association. This Marco Polo Association has documented 450 federal crimes, ladies and gentlemen, that the Bidens have committed on that laptop. However, there is one that is so damning and so demonstrably illegal that they tried more than ever more than anything else to hide this one from your purview. In fact, they impeached Donald Trump for just asking questions about it. Joe Biden's business dealings with the Ukrainian gas company, Bursima. This is the landmine that they know has been buried inside this laptop, that they know is evidence that will implicate Joe Biden, the largest pay-for-play crime in American government history that we know of. This is endemic corruption. Now, what happened? Well, a whistleblower has come out and given us details about the timeline of Joe Biden's involvement with Bursima. Here is the quick and dirty timeline. On April 18th, of 2014, Hunter Biden was appointed to the board of Bursima. A month afterward, Joe Biden was meeting with Bursima agents at his residence, the Naval Observatory. And soon thereafter, Joe Biden, who was in charge of the Ukraine portfolio for the Obama administration, was flying to Ukraine to help them develop their natural gas deposits. How do we know that Joe Biden was using that trip to enrich his son and his family? We know it because now a brave whistleblower has come forward. This man worked for the Obama administration. This man joined Joe Biden on this trip and is saying that he has the evidence, he has given it to the FBI, and that Joe Biden is going to prison. Ladies and gentlemen, the new whistleblower who has burst forth onto the scene, this may mean the end. Watch. For the first Biden crime family whistleblower, Tony Bobulinski. Now we have a second Biden crime family whistleblower, a former Obama Biden White House stenographer, Mike McCormick. McCormick followed Biden around and wrote down everything that it was said. He was the stenographer for the White House. And this Obama Biden White House stenographer is blowing the whistle and he's saying he has proof that Joe knew everything about what Hunter was doing in Ukraine. He calls the whole thing a kickback scheme, and he joins me in a minute. But first, here's the timeline. February 2014, the Obama-Biden administration stages a coup in Ukraine. The pro-Russia leader is removed and a pro-American leader is installed. On April 12th of 2014, Hunter was sending out detailed memos on Ukraine, you know, the kind of thing you'd see in a classified document. Six days later, on April 18th, Hunter signs on to be a board member of Burisma. Three days after that, Vice President Biden flies out to Ukraine. He's running point for Obama. And the White House whistleblower was on that trip. The stenographer says that Joe was on Air Force Two with one job, push for fracking and unleash Ukraine's natural gas reserves. Isn't that something else? The man who run, uh, ran on shutting down fossil fuels here in America was so urgent and so eager to get on a flight to develop Ukraine's natural gas that he all but 
broke the sound barrier running to the airport to use American dollars. And he ended up using $50 million American to assist in the development of Ukraine's natural gas and oil reserves. Why? Well, it's laid out clearly by the whistleblower himself, Mr. McCormick. Watch. Like, what went down on that trip that you're aware of? Thanks for having me on, Jesse. Well, what happened on that trip was Joe Biden was in the front of the plane. My job as a White House stenographer was to be in the back of the plane in the press cabin. And if a white, if Joe or a senior administration official came back and did a briefing, and then I would record it and make a transcript. Well, that's exactly what happened. That senior administration official was Jake Sullivan, who's now our national security advisor. So I didn't see anything wrong with it at the time. Years go by. I've left the White House. I'm writing books and I get a hold of the Hunter Biden laptop from Marco Polo. Uh, they're a nonprofit, a anti-corruption nonprofit. About a year and a half ago, I started writing a substack based on what I find. And then I go back over what I knew happened when I was working for Joe. I found the transcript that I wrote about that briefing. That's when Jake Sullivan starts talking about fracking. And b because of what I'd read in the laptop and reported in my substack previously, I'm like, wait a minute. Joe Biden knew Hunter Biden was already on the board on April 18th. Joe Biden knew. He directed Sullivan to go back and talk to the press. This is a conspiracy. Now, I want to stop for a second and talk to you about who Jake Sullivan is. Jake Sullivan right now is the national security advisor for Joe Biden. Jake Sullivan has worked in national security, his entire greasy, translucent skinned, vampire looking goblin esque life. This is the man who planned the deadly pullout from Afghanistan. But more importantly, the further you look, you realize that Jake Sullivan is the is deep state as hell. You can't get more deep state than Jake Sullivan. Jake Sullivan is the man at the center of the Russiagate hoax. Jake Sullivan is the man targeted by John Durham for shopping around and actually initiating the writing that led to the Russiagate hoax. Jake Sullivan crafted it all up. This is how corrupt this individual is. Not only that, Jake Sullivan's wife, she's a prosecutor for the DOJ. She's someone directly involved in going after Donald Trump. This is how the deep state works. So Jake Sullivan went on this trip with Joe Biden and was there in order to create cover so that Joe Biden could go and develop energy resources for his son. According to the whistleblower, there was a conspiracy theory that was hatched. And that conspiracy theory was to enrich the Biden family by using American power. Jake Sullivan was the con man, the operator that made it all happen. And this whistleblower says that he has spoken with the FBI. And that he has documents that are going to land Joe Biden in jail or impeached or both. Absolutely shocking stuff. Watch. I went to the FBI and filled out their witness tip line. There's a website. You fill out all these tips, uh, these web, web directions. I submitted it. If you lie to the FBI when you're submitting a tip like that, you can go to jail. I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth. Joe Biden is lying. Joe Biden is a criminal. That's the bottom line. I don't care if he goes to Timbuktu or Ireland or anywhere. He's a criminal. And I've got the evidence. If they put me in front of the grand jury that's right now seated in Wilmington with special prosecutor David Weiss, my testimony becomes the evidence that will put him in jail or will uh, lead to his impeachment, probably lead to his impeachment first. You're, so you're saying that Joe Biden wasn't going to Ukraine to fight corruption. Joe Biden was going to Ukraine to help the natural gas industry. At the time, he knew that his son was on the board of the biggest natural gas business conglomerate in Ukraine. That's exactly right. 
This man, on penalty of perjury in jail, Mr. McCormick, who went with Joe Biden, who traveled with Joe Biden, who was Joe Biden's stenographer, the man writing down everything Joe Biden was doing, is saying that Joe Biden belongs in prison because Joe Biden hatched a plot with Jake Sullivan in order to go and use American resources to boost his sons and his own financial interests. And they only did that after a coup in Ukraine. Do you see how the deep state operates? So throw out the leader, install your son to make money, and then go over there and use American taxpayer dollars and Air Force Two in order to start turning that money. Hoovering that up directly into your bank account. Check out this article, bombshell stuff from the New York Post, who did the original reporting on this issue. Joe Biden boosted Ukrainian gas industry as Hunter took role. Vice President Biden visited Ukraine on a mission to bolster the country's energy industry just days after his son joined the Bursima Natural Gas Board, which a former White House stenographer claims implicates Joe Biden in a foreign influence peddling kickback scheme. Mike McCormick said he was the current national security advisor. Mike McCormick, who's the name of the stenographer, said he was with current national security advisor Jake Sullivan when Biden aide in the press cabin of Air Force Two en route to Kiev on April 12, 2014, outlined how the world's wealthiest country, America, would help the deeply corrupt post-Soviet state build its gas industry. Giving a rundown of priorities for the trip, Sullivan described the tra- uh, in a transcript as an anonymous senior official, they kept Sullivan's name out of it, said Biden would discuss with the Ukrainians mediums for long-term strategies to boost conventional gas and petroleum. So let's make sure that Ukraine can build as much gas as possible. This, the guy who says he's going to shut down fossil fuels, was raging to get Ukraine up to peak in their fossil fuel production. Why? Get a load of this. In December of that year, amid broader Obama administration support for Ukraine, Congress approved $50 million to support the company's energy, the country's energy sector. $50 million from the American Treasury to help develop Ukrainian energy that Hunter Biden and the Bidens would get a cut of. This is the largest corruption tale that I have ever seen in government, and I have been covering politics for 15 years. McCormick provided screenshots of an online FBI tip submission that he says completed in February. He has yet to hear back from the FBI. Lying to the FBI is a crime punishable by five years in prison. Right now, they are three years into an investigation and nothing is happening. He added, I will testify. I will testify. I have the evidence. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, multiple members of the congressional Republicans have sounded off on this. Hunter Biden, of course, had no credentials to sit on the board of a Ukrainian energy company. His last name was Biden, said House Oversight Committee James Comer. So James Comer is on this. He's a friend of the show. Elise Stefanik has said the truth is coming out. I am committed to ensuring that the entire Biden crime family is held accountable for compromising our national security. Hunter Biden was paid $1 million a year. 2014, 2019, so $5 million for sitting on this board. Plus every other way that they can possibly can. That's what we know of. This is why we talk about the bank records. You must understand how the bank records operate. And you must understand that there was an open door. According to this article, there was a swinging open door of Bursima agents into the White House. So open was this door that the Obama administration said, what the hell is going on here? The Obama administration, State Department, flagged Hunter Biden and said, this is going to be a major issue for us. He's on this board of Ukrainian gas company. His dad's in charge of Ukraine. This is total and complete corruption. We have the reporting from that. Now we find out that 80 times Hunter Biden's business partners went to the White House to meet with Joe Biden. And they're trying to put Donald Trump in prison for Excel spreadsheets. My God, watch. 
Talks. Uh, four business partners, a vice president of the company, and two assistants at Hunter Biden's now defunct firm visited the White House more than 80 times when his father was vice president. That's according to Fox News Digital. President Biden has repeatedly insisted he had no knowledge of Hunter Biden's business dealings amid dual criminal and congressional investigations into his first, the first son and his family. Uh, the White House and Hunter Biden's attorney did not respond to requests for comment. So how did they get the money? We now know. Privat Bank, and we've talked about it a lot, the oligarch Kolomoisky in Ukraine. There is an oligarch who is the man who you have to do business with if you wish to go into Ukraine. His name is Viktor Kolomoisky. This man, on the first day of Joe Biden's reign of terror in this country, was banned from entering the United States. Now, why would he do that? Why would you ban Kolomoisky from entering the United States? Why? It's a little strange. It's almost as though they were preparing for the congressional oversight and they needed to make sure this man could never testify. Hunter Biden's business interests overlapped with Ukrainian oligarch. This reporting from the Daily Signal is absolutely wild. This is the oligarch. This is the bank. This bank is now run by the state in Ukraine. You wonder what they're doing in Ukraine. What Zelensky has done in Ukraine is now nationalize everything. So this bank called Privat Bank still run, but it's run by the state. It's not run independently because independent individuals can use these records of corruption to like save themselves from prosecution. Zelensky has now gotten the permission to take over everything inside of the state, destroy records, burn documents. We know they're doing it. This is why. This is why the suspicious activity report, the SAR report, is so important. And that is why James Comer is going after bank records. When you hear a lot about James Comer and bank records, there is 150 suspicious activity reports from the Bidens, and that's what he's going after. Because what you're going to find is you're going to find huge tranches of payments from that corrupt oligarch to Joe Biden. When Joe Biden does a marionette dance for him, when Joe Biden flies over and helps develop new oil reserves for Ukraine... That means billions to Ukrainian oligarchs. That means a kickback for Joe Biden. And that's what you're going to see in these bank accounts. Mark my word. Mark my word. And you don't have to take my word for it. You can actually listen to Joe Biden himself talk about this arrangement. You've probably never heard this tape. But I'm going to play you Joe Biden in his own words. This was a surreptitiously recorded call. With Joe Biden, the president of Ukraine talking about Kolomoisky, talking about this business arrangement, and talking about Joe Biden's exposure in this scheme. How much more evidence do you need? Does O.J. Simpson have to take the bloody glove and slap you in the face? Not you, of course. I'm talking to you, Merrick Garland. Listen. Listen to Joe Biden actually describe this arrangement. This is how dirty this family is. Dirty. Let me ask you one thing before I forget. Pravat Bank. Um, uh, I understand, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the governor of the bank is, uh, is tentative about setting a date certain for the transition to take place. And I'm being told secondhand that I don't know this is her position for sure, that she is unsure of a date until she gets an agreement from you. I told, here's what I've told them. I told them to get back to her and set a date and I would talk to you about the date. Um, because this is getting very, very close. What I don't want to have happen, I don't want Trump to get in the position where he thinks he's about to buy onto a policy where the financial system is going to collapse and he's going to be looked to to pour more money into Ukraine. That's how he'll think about it before he gets sophisticated enough to know the detail. So anything you can do, to push the, the, the Pravat Bank uh, um, to closure so that the IMF loan comes forward. This is Joe Biden, in his own words, talking to Viktor Yanukovych, who was the then president of Ukraine. This is the man who took power after an American-led coup, a Western-led Five Eyes coup of Ukraine. And here's Joe Biden saying, uh, hey, this Privat Bank that has all the banking records that show the amount of money that they've sent to my family, you need to close that bank. You need to shut it down. You don't get more dirty or corrupt than that. 
Now, he says the name Trump. What is he saying there? I don't want Trump to find out about this. That's what Joe Biden just said. You just heard him. This is Joe Biden. Last days of the administration. What the F is going on? Joe Biden's in his office with a phone. The last days of the administration making frantic phone calls to Ukrainian presidents saying you must close down banks that did dirty business with my family. Now whistleblowers from the Obama administration are saying we know exactly why. Now, it's not that we just have Joe Biden saying it. We actually we also have Hunter Biden saying it. We have Hunter Biden, his voicemails because of his laptop freaking out. I mean, you're talking like a nervous breakdown. Listen to Hunter Biden having a nervous breakdown that suddenly they're the, the New York Times and federal agencies are starting to ask about these connections. Implicating his father in this, just laying out all the evidentiary trail for you, because we do our research on the show and we do it for you so that you can be knowledgeable. You will not hear this from the corporate press. Why don't you hear it from Joe Biden and Hunter himself? Go. I get calls from my father to tell me that the New York Times is calling, but my old partner, Eric, who literally has done me harm for I don't know how long, is the one taking the calls because my father will not stop sending the calls to Eric. I have another New York Times reporter calling about my representation of the, literally, Dr. Patrick Co, the spy chief of China, who started the company that my partner, who was worth $323 billion, founded. It is now missing. The richest man in the world is missing, who was my partner. He was missing since I last saw him in his $58 million apartment and signed a $4 billion deal to build the largest LNG port in the world. And I am receiving calls from the Southern District of New York, from the U.S. Attorney himself, my best friend in business, Devin, has named me as a witness without telling me. In a criminal case, and my father, without telling me. So, it seems as though, according to Joe Biden's own testimony, according to Hunter Biden's own testimony, and again, these are private calls, they didn't know they were being recorded. Have you ever heard those calls? Have you ever heard those? Are you just hearing them on the Benny show? Are you hearing it because we do our research on this show? And we thank all of you for watching and your support. We do this show so that you can be informed. Yeah, we dug those clips up. We did the research. That's Joe Biden and Hunter Biden openly admitting to this corrupt business deal. So to recap, now the Obama administration is now turning on Joe Biden. Members of the Obama administration, Obama's own employees who were the stenographers for Joe Biden, who wrote down everything Joe Biden did, are saying Joe Biden's corrupt. They're talking to the FBI. They're giving the FBI evidence. The FBI has not reached out to them. Why? These people are criminals. Republicans are getting the bank records. And they are going to blow up the biggest lie that you have ever been told. And I have it on film. The biggest lie that you've ever been told. And this is a doozy because there's a long list. The biggest lie you've ever been told is right here at the Iowa State Fair when Joe Biden was running for president. Peter Ducey, one of our favorites. My boy Ducey had the temerity to walk up to Joe Biden and say, you are corrupt and you are evil. What did you know about your son's business dealings? Listen to Joe Biden's response here. If you need any further evidence that this man is the dirtiest old man to ever serve in this position, look no further. Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business And so how do you know? Oh, yeah, here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question, why is he on the phone with a foreign leader trying to intimidate a foreign leader? If that's what happened, that appears what happened. You should be looking at Trump. Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum. And he's using the abuse of power and every element of the, the of presidency to try to do something to smear me. Everybody looked at this and everybody's looked at it and said there's nothing there. 
ask the right question. Mr. Body, okay, but if you've never spoken to your Barbie, son, are you being peeped for this? Depending on what the... Ask the right question. Now, at that point, Joe Biden was talking about Donald Trump asking Ukraine to investigate him. You remember, that's why they impeached Donald Trump. They impeached Donald Trump for Joe Biden's crimes. Put on a T-shirt, slap it on a bumper sticker. They impeached Donald Trump for Joe Biden's crimes in Ukraine. All Donald Trump did on the phone call with Zelensky at the time was say, uh, hey, Joe Biden's corrupt as hell. You know it. I know it. You got the records. Ukraine has the records. Look at this man. Look at this man. And then they impeached Donald Trump for saying that. And now members of the Obama administration are straight up saying, nope, that's what that we watched Joe Biden do that. How long does the charade last? Now, we know for a fact that Joe Biden protects his son, Hunter, and his criminal activity. Now, the plainest example of that is crack. And what do I mean by that? I'm not going to show you anything that's not safe for work here, but I am going to show you a video from Hunter Biden's laptop, and I'm going to uh, splice that in with what Joe Biden has said on the floor. Joe Biden, back in the 90s, was banging his fist on the floor of the well of the Senate, saying he is going to make the, he has made and is bragging about creating the most rigid and harshest crack laws in the world. He passed a bill that was mandatory minimum sentencing for crack addicts and people that have a teeny amount of crack found on them. Now, the crack epidemic at the time was raging in the inner cities. Young black men were the absolute preponderance of individuals who were affected by Joe Biden's law that he is so excitedly bragging about here. Watch. If you have a piece of crack cocaine no bigger than this quarter that I'm holding in my hand, one quarter of one dollar, we passed a law through the leadership of Senator Thurman and myself and others, a law that says if you're caught with that, you go to jail for five years. You get no probation. You get nothing other than five years in jail. Judge doesn't have a choice. Now. Five years in jail. Judge doesn't have a choice. Why does he talk like that? Why does he, why does he do the Jim Carrey impression? Five years in jail. We don't go back into the archives for nothing here. We don't do all this research for nothing. And we certainly aren't trying to, I guess, make light of Hunter Biden's uh, extreme drug addiction. But there is a video, many, many videos of Hunter Biden smoking crack on his laptop. There's one video that we like to play back to back with that clip to show you what Joe Biden is doing and how this crime family protects itself. And it is the most demonstrable piece of evidence that we can show you. Ladies and gentlemen, we assure you there's no grotesque nudity in what we're about to show you. But see if you can see the problem with Joe Biden's law versus Joe Biden's son's activities. 2.07 without the bag. So how long is that? 2.0. That was more than a quarter of crack. Hunter Biden smoking crack, cigarette, whatever, talking to a sex trafficked hooker underage. Who knows? James Comer is the guy who tells me that they're investigating the Bidens for sex crimes, for sex trafficking. So who knows what underage, uh, foreign-born, sex-trafficked hooker that Hunter Biden was talking to there, arguing with him over how much crack they had. But let me tell you something, as somebody who doesn't ever smoke crack, I mean, hope you don't either. But I know for a fact that that's more crack... Then Joe Biden set in law as a mandatory minimum for locking an individual up. So where's Hunter Biden's prison sentence, Joe? Hey, slime bag. Your son is parading around in half of his videos. They had too much nudity in him. I can't show him to you. We got our account taken down. Parading around with a, with a, with a gun, with a firearm. Illegally bought. Then he had a fight. And that firearm was thrown into a dumpster right beside a high school. And then the Secret Service showed up to try and confiscate all the paperwork to prove that he had ever bought that weapon. And Joe Biden's going to get on TV and he's going to mule at you about gun crime. 
and about people who lie to the federal government and about individuals who shouldn't be owning guns in the country. And he's not going to put his son in jail. I can show you the physical video. I only show you that to, to explain to you the nature of this family. You must understand the nature of these individuals. So now Hunter Biden is where? In prison? Clearly he's violated a ton of Joe Biden's laws that his father had passed. No, actually. Currently, Hunter Biden is in Ireland with his dad. Hunter Biden's in Ireland with his dad being his gatekeeper. Hunter Biden steps in to help Joe Biden understand a question he's being asked by a group of children. Hunter Biden is by his father's side at every single step of the way here. This is called softening the image. This is a PR stunt. What they're trying to do is they're trying to soften Hunter Biden's image. They're trying to make it so that, like, you can't attack him. They know that a prosecution is really heating up for Hunter Biden. And so what they're trying to do is they're trying to, like, push him into the light in a positive way. Hey, go to the Easter egg roll. We know there's footage of you with underage prostitutes smoking crack. But, hey, go to the Easter egg roll. That will soften your image. Here's Hunter Biden having to translate English for his father. Dad, he's got a question. What's your, what's your question? What's the topic? What's the topic? Success or making sure that we don't all have COVID? What, why, what are we talking about? Right, it's a success. Like, what's the, what's the, what's the key to success? Because the key to success. You know what I found out the key to success is? I'm not sure I'm the best guy to explain it. These guys can tell you. The key to success is whenever you disagree with someone, it's okay to question their judgment, whether they're right or wrong. But it's never okay to question their motive. This from a man who just is trying to lock up his political opponent in prison. When you disagree with someone, don't question their motive. Just put your political enemies in jail. That wasn't the only time on the trip that Joe Biden had trouble speaking English. Joe Biden trying to explain that the White House is also inside of Congress. I've lived in D.C. for 15 years. I don't think that's true. As a matter of fact, as you walk into my office in the, in the Oval Office in the United States Capitol, guess what? You know who founded and designed and built the White House? An Irishman. An Irish. No, not not a joke. Not a joke. When you walk into my office on 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in the United States Capitol. Definitely not dementia. Joe Biden also wandered around a castle uh, in Ireland and explained to people that they shouldn't jump off of the turrets of the castle. So encouraging people to not commit suicide. Just don't jump over. <laughs> don't jump. <laughs> Joe Biden is himself the subject of a federal investigation right now uh, where Joe Biden stored every classified document imaginable in his own keeping. Joe Biden's federal document investigation is ongoing by the Justice Department and a special counsel a man named Robert Hur is in charge of it. He can add one more document to the list of tens of thousands of classified documents that Joe Biden hoovered around and squirreled around throughout Boston, Delaware, and Washington, D.C. Add one more to the list. Ireland police confirm security breach around Biden trip after classified document found in the street. This is real. This is from Fox News. Police in Northern Ireland are admitting to a security breach after a document reportedly containing details of officer deployments in the city of Belfast, where President Biden's visiting Wednesday was found in the street. The BBC is reporting that a member of the public called to the attention uh, and said that they found a document that had sensitive information about the president's visit. We are aware of a security breach, said the service of Northern Ireland police. Oh. Well, I mean, at least they're consistent. Watch. 
All right. Breaking at this hour, all new at two. President Biden on the ground in Ireland as motorcade making his way through the streets there after a stunning security breach during the president's trip to Ireland. Yeah, sensitive security information with details of President Biden's travels reportedly going missing, then later showing up tossed in the streets. So who found those documents and who exactly dropped the ball here? Mm hmm. Yeah, got it. So they want to insult you. A lot of this is about degrading and de- uh, dehumanizing uh, this nation. They want to degrade us. There's no other explanation for it, right? You can't call it anything else. It is a grinding of what you perceive as right and wrong, what you perceive as beautiful, what you perceive as good in this nation. Uh, they're going to grind that to powder. That's the goal, to chop all of that down. That's why when you look at fashion magazines and you see uh, objectively ugly people on the cover, objectively ugly people on the cover of magazines, it's, it's, it's degrading. It's, it's anti-human. They want to reverse engineer society. And to do that, you must create a crisis. You must put open criminals at the Easter egg roll. Guys who committed sex trafficking standing there in front of the Irish children talking with them. You've got to rip up the girds of society. You must create a crisis. You have to use the justice system to go after Joe Biden's political enemies. Not be able to define what a woman is. It's all part of the same charade. It's all part of the same scheme. It's neo-Marxist. It's designed to make you question reality itself. It's maddening. It's why we do this coverage on the show to see these corrupt individuals. Here, another doozy, literally as we're during as we're doing the show, just in bank records show millions in transactions between Hunter Biden, China firms. What's going on here? The Chinese are now coughing up documents about the Bidens. This would have been our lead if it were not for the whistleblower from the Obama administration. How corrupt can they be? How insulting can they be to you and your country? The Chinese are now cooperating with American investigators about the Bidens and the millions that they raked in from overseas business dealings. My God. A Chinese-American financial institution called Cathay Bank has given Senate Republicans records showing millions of dollars from Chinese companies to President Biden's son. Oh, 10% for the big guy. This is having to do with the China Energy firm. CEFC is what it's called. China Oil, call it China Oil. And they were trying to create a natural gas junction in Texas. So where the hell are the Texas attorney generals We asked Ken Paxson this yesterday. Where are the DAs in Texas investigating this crime? We'll continue to push. There's a lot of breaking news, including this, that the the Chinese are now cooperating with Republican investigators into Biden corruption. A lot of breaking news. And at this moment, you need to make sure that you are connected because this breaking news could have a major effect on your life. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why my company and me personally use Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the only Christian, conservative, wireless provider with defendable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. You can get the best possible service in your area, plus a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch for free. You will be happy with your coverage, and you can get free switching today with the code Benny. This is the company that supports free speech, sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military and first responders. Free activation today with the offer code Benny. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny, patriotmobile.com slash Benny. So, if All of this seems as though there's no silver lining and there's nothing good happening right now. Please don't take that message away from our show. When good men stand up and do things to fight the evil in society, uh, that can have a profound effect. And we saw that on full display with Elon Musk just this past 24 hours. The BBC journalist, some uh, uppity prick named James Clayton, uh, got something in his tea, a bee in his bonnet, and decided to go interview Elon Musk. 
To his surprise, Elon Musk said, yep, come in here and then do an interview with me. And so this man walked into Twitter's headquarters, sat down with Elon Musk, and effectively committed career suicide on tape. Elon Musk live streamed the entire thing. It was glorious. And one of the individuals who Elon Musk interfaced with during that live stream was our producer, the great ALX, who joins the show now. We love doing happy news on the show because there's a lot of doom and gloom. There's a lot of like, why are they arresting the Bidens? What's going on in this country? But we like bringing attention to the fact that uh, Elon Musk, as as a man uh, and as a movement himself, uh, is really, I think, changing the course of dialogue uh, in this nation, exposing so much. Not sure he gets all the credit for it, ALX. Can you give us a recap of what happened uh, two nights ago? Yeah, so uh, James Clayton said that he emailed Elon in the morning, uh, wasn't expecting an answer from him, um, and seemed ill-prepared because he went into that interview and he said himself that he was surprised he got an answer. Elon himself tweeted, going live with uh, James Clayton in 10 minutes of the BBC, uh, tune in, and he had the space, uh, he said that he was going to be on Spaces, so it was simultaneously live streamed on the BBC and then also on Twitter spaces, which was genius. So they couldn't, you know, clip it up and take things out of context. Uh, so yeah, so he goes into it. He starts asking some prodding questions about misinformation and hate speech. And Elon says, I'm not going to be the arbiter of what's true. What's false. Who's the arbiter of, of truth? Is it the BBC? Like, who is it? And like, that's when the, the gears shifted in the interview and Elon became the interviewer. It seemed he couldn't name in one example of the content that he was complaining about. And then uh, he even agreed with Elon that it shouldn't be taken down. That's the same type of slightly sexist content that he was complaining about. Uh, so he really turned the tables on him and it was, you know, an, an embarrassment for him at the end. So I believe we have a clip here of the interview, which was shockingly released by the BBC. I mean, if if we ever did an interview ALX and like we, we had a, a guest that just absolutely destroyed me, I wouldn't release the footage. I destroy it. But somehow the BBC, the BBC thought they got the better of this. Uh, what's our first clip? Um, so the first one is when Elon Musk asks the uh, BBC reporter James Clayton who the arbiter of truth is, and he kind of you know is taken aback and he doesn't answer. He's like, "Oh, you're asking me for an answer." It's like, "Well, yeah." So let's check that one out. Do you think you prioritize freedom of, of speech over misinformation and hate speech? Well, you know, who's to say that something, something is misinformation? Um, who's the arbiter of that? Is it the BBC? Yeah, you're literally asking me. Yes. Well, no, you, you, are, the, the you are the arbiter on Twitter. Yeah, so the point I'm trying to make is that the BBC itself has, at times, published things that are false. Do you agree that that has occurred? I, 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 I'm quite sure the BBC have. Mm. Yeah, so... Okay, getting uh, spicy there. <laughs> he admits that, well, number one, oh, are you cracking down on misinformation? And then, in the same breath, he's admitting that the BBC has pushed false information. So... My next question would be, okay, should the BBC be banned from Twitter for spreading misinformation under, you know, you're you're telling me I should be cracking down on this stuff. It's like, well, the BBC is guilty of, of what you're complaining about. So what are you complaining about? So, okay, the, the, this, that's just the setup. So then the ball continues to roll. Yes. Yeah, so then he goes more into the vein of what hateful content um, he's starting to see. And, you know, he wants specific examples and it's just like pulling teeth. So let's let's see the, the first one about the slightly sexist content. I'd see more hateful content in that in that content way. you don't like or or hateful. What do you mean to describe a hateful thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, just content that will solicit a, a reaction something that may include something that is slightly racist or slightly sexist, those kinds of, those kinds of things. So you think if I, something is slightly sexist, it should be banned? I, no. Is I'm that what you're saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm asking for specific examples. Um, and if, and you just said that if something is slightly sexist, that's hateful 
content. Does that mean that it should be banned? Well, you've asked me, you've asked me whether my feed, whether it's got less or more. It, I'd say it's got slightly more. Yes. So, do, well, how do you define slightly sexist? Yeah, exactly. He can't define anything. Um, and when pressed for specific examples further, that's that's where it got um, really, really funny. Uh, let's let's check out the rest of that clip. That's wow. why I'm asking for examples. Can right. you can you name one example? I, I honestly don't you. Honestly, you I don't, can't name I, a single example. I'll tell you why because I don't actually use that for you. Well, the hang way, on a second. You said you've seen more hateful content, but you can't name a single example, not even one. I'm not sure I've used that feed for the last three or four weeks. And I well, then how did you see the hateful content? Content. Because I've been, I've been using, I've been using Twitter since you've taken it over for the last six months. Okay, so then you must have at some point seen that you for you hateful content. And I'm asking for one example. Right. I, and you can't I, give us a single one. And, and, and I'm saying, I, I, then I, I say, sir, that you don't know what you're talking about. Really? Yes, because you can't give me a single example of hateful con content, not even one tweet. And yet you claimed that the hateful content was high. Well, that's a false. No, what I could just lied. What? You just lied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so he am, I, called, am I hearing he that right? That. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Am I hearing that right? So he doesn't. So he's claiming he doesn't use Twitter, but that he's seeing the spike in hateful content. And then Elon's like, mm -hmm. but you don't use Twitter. You're lying to me. Exactly. And the, the whole setup to that, too, um, it's a much longer break. It's like a seven minute exchange. So what led into that, too, was him saying, well, you've brought back all of these banned users like myself who were banned for misinformation or whatever. So that that was his main gripe with the whole misinformation and hate speech was that it was due to the fact that he was restoring free speech and bringing back banned users. So that's why he asked, he's like, well, do you think slightly sexist content should be banned? Do you think all of this should be banned? And then he admits the BBC is guilty of spreading misinformation himself. Um, and then he's backtracking and saying, well, I can't name a, like, a specific type of content or piece of content and i don't use the feed so but that like he spent seven minutes complaining about it um so after the interview he was packing up um and elon decided to take questions from the audience uh so i was i was brought up um as one of those audience members and i decided to ask him a question about uh, a memer that was you know recently convicted of a crime to meddle in the election quote unquote, for posting a meme about Hillary Clinton. I had seen that he had, had engaged with a tweet about it uh, in the past, but it was more asking, like, how, like, does anyone have more information? What's the criminal complaint on this? That's what his tweet was about. Um, and, and it seems like he read, read up on it. Um, so I asked him about it. Here's how that went. Really troll heaven uh, on Twitter. Um, and, and the thing is, like, even I, I even get trolled. And I'm like, God, damn, I, like, I, why did I get trolled again? That was really bad. right. Yeah, I get told every day, and it's like, ah, oh, well, you know, part and parcel of being on Twitter. Yeah, totally. It's worth on it. The, on that note, did you see the guy who got charged for a meme on Twitter? What were your thoughts on that? I know you commented on it. I didn't know if you got to look more into it. His name's Douglas Mackey. Oh, that's the guy who, uh, I guess, was accused of election interference or something? Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> he, 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 a counselor you from Dallas. Your, your vote or something? <laughs> yeah like people shouldn't believe everything that they see online and you know i don't think that should be criminal no i, I think criminal is a that's a, it's over the top there i would agree with that that's they went too far um you know if, if that's the standard for uh throwing someone in prison then there should be a lot a lot of people in prison yeah what are you in prison for oh meme crimes <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> meanwhile there's like so that's a spectacular question for people who aren't aware. Tucker Carlson has been covering this uh, very closely. Douglas Mackey shared a meme about Hillary Clinton is a joke. And he got put in prison for sharing a joke about Hillary Clinton. They, they said it was election interference. This man now was sentenced to prison after a couple of I, th I think a couple of took the jury a while. And then they had enough pressure leaned on them uh, that this man will now go to jail for a meme. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe he gets um, his actual, you know, what is his punishment's going to be. I think it's in August uh, later this year, but uh, I think they're going to try and appeal it. I know they're, they're still fighting it. It's an absurd, you know, I, I could not imagine like being a, a, an American citizen on a jury 
and saying, oh, uh, this this guy posted a meme in 2016. We're going to throw him in prison for, for 10 years. Like, that that's actually insane. Like, maybe take the content down off of Twitter, which actually there is a reverse example of somebody doing this, a, um, a Biden supporter doing this in 2020, posing as a Trump supporter with a sign saying text your vote or whatever, like basically the same thing, except they're posing as a Trump supporter in this case, actually. So this person was a sock puppet account and they had a, an image of Charlie Sheen with a make America great again. That was their avatar. And that was the account posting it. So my question would be is like, Hillary Clinton supporters are that dumb that they fall for a an anonymous account on Twitter uh, posting that with a MAGA hat on, giving them uh, advice on where to vote. Like, is that really their allegation that like Hillary Clinton uh, voters get their voting information from Trump supporters? I, I don't understand that allegation there. Um, but yeah, in the reverse, uh, that content is still on Twitter. The the uh, Biden support who did it. So they're not arrested and it hasn't been taken down from Twitter. So this man was arrested for a meme and could the government, could the government have ever uh, like prove that this man manipulated any votes? I mean, did, could they prove any harm here? So they actually reached out to people who texted the number and they couldn't identify one vote that was uh, impacted. Uh, so no, they, they haven't. Um, and, and, you know, it took them a while to build this case because this happened in 2016. They brought uh, charges against him seven days after Biden was inaugurated. So it, it shows you that they've been working on this for a while and that they were sitting on it. Um, and, yeah, they were building the case. You'd think if they had, you know, four years to do this, they would have information and evidence of a, at least one vote being changed. But they, yes. I think there was, was maybe like 4,000 people who, who texted it. But they later say in the complaint that they couldn't identify one vote that was impacted because uh, they reached out to the people who texted it. Quite so, so Elon was so Elon was on so Elon was on the side of the meme maker. Elon Correct. Meme. Yeah, he he says that it was overkill, and th and this is coming from the owner of the platform uh, that you know would be post or that what it was like posted on in, in the previous administration of Twitter 1.0. Um, so this is coming from the person who, you know, might have to deal with something like that later down the line. And he himself said, I get trolled. Like, and and my response to that too was, you shouldn't believe everything on the internet should be policy. And I don't think, <laughs> you know, I don't think Twitter sh should be uh, telling people what they should believe and shouldn't. And that goes back to who's the arbiter of truth and all of that. And again, it was a meme. It wasn't. It wasn't supposed. Like it wasn't someone saying, as an authoritative statement, "This is exactly how you should vote." It was. It was a pretty obvious meme. And again, the person posting it was wearing a MAGA hat. So like, it, it wasn't very you know hard to find out that it was a meme if you took three seconds to look at his profile picture. Yeah, you you could pretty much tell who who's a sock puppet account and who's who's not. And, you know, yeah. shout out to all the sock puppet accounts out there. Some people want to re remain anonymous. But you shouldn't be put in jail for a meme. BBC became a meme themselves yeah. Yeah. during this uh, interaction. The The final clip that we'll play here, uh, can you set this up for us? Um, so I have, I have a uh, tweet as well that goes along with this. But Elon Musk throughout the interview kept asking, it's like, do you like BBC? Do you like the BBC? Um, and, and the interviewer who, who works for BBC, like, you know, he... He can't even say that he likes his his own uh, company. So there's there's the tweet. I, I said I said BBC's own reporters won't publicly say I love BBC. That's tough, man. And and Elon Elon saw it and he replied. He replied to I think seven of my my tweets yesterday. Uh, it was pretty funny. Um, so so let's see the the clip of him saying it during the interview. Oh, what questions I have? Um. <laughs> <laughs> do you like the BBC? Do you like BBC? Okay, yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> oh, I can't interview you. I work for the BBC. So well, BBC. You like, do you like BBC? I know, I see what you're doing. I'm not going to respond to that. Okay. <laughs> I think we can finish the interview there. If you want to, if you want to continue, thank you very much. Well, you know, well come on. Yeah, it's it's really it's it's what, surely you like BBC. Come on. 
Um, I'm not engaging. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Elon, it honestly has been a pleasure okay. talking to you. Well, it really has. And if um, you want to carry on answering questions on, 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 on this, then we can go for it. But I'm not, I'm not going to. Okay, well, I'm just trying to see if there's like any you know, good... There's a lot of comments here. <laughs> do you like the, do you like the BBC? And he's like, no, I, I can't answer that. <laughs> so, so what Elon was goal. doing at the, at the beginning of that too is, so he said like originally he was going to take questions with James. So like he was scrolling through the comments on Twitter. He was scrolling through and trying to find something. So that's why at the beginning you can hear him like laughing and like reading. He's reading through and they're all like, do you like BBC? Do you like, BBC? like they all wanted like him to ask that. So James is like, all right, I'm done. And then it, it was funny, actually. So he wasn't done. He stuck around packing up. And then he started interjecting when, you know, myself and some other people were talking. And, you know, we don't have the clip, but he, he got shut down by me and uh, Ian Miles Chung about the doxing policy that Twitter had. Uh, so he was complaining about it. And then we both clarified what the actual policy was. And, um, yeah, he's like, all right, I'm done. Uh, Bye. And then Elon's like, do you want to leave? <laughs> So then that's when he actually left, like 10 minutes after that clip. I own the building. Get out and talk with the yeah. homeless guy who is <laughs> drinking heroin out of an old milk carton outside. Yeah. Uh, hey, ALX, this is amazing. Give us the Twitter update. Come back. Obviously, these are this is some of the most this is some of the most entertaining and uplifting content that we can do. We need more of it on this show. Where can people find your work, ALX? Primarily on Twitter at ALX, um, working hard to get uh, to 420 on 420. So let's see if we can make that happen. <laughs> Guys, uh, I'm not lying when I say that Elon Musk has responded to or interacted with ALX's account like close to close to a dozen times over the last 24 hours. The, the ALX is quickly becoming e Elon's Elon's favorite account to interact with. The reason why is because ALX puts out dope content. This is the revenge tour of ALX. We told you it was going to happen. ALX was brought back, and the world will never be the same. God bless you, ALX. Thank you so much. Oh, man. What a good team we have around here. I, like, I, I got to tell you, like, I'm so proud of the team we have here because everyone in their own way is like moving and shaking, and it's awesome. We are building an army, and we thank you for being part of that army. We, as an army, are saying no to Bud Light. We have some quick breaking news for you. $5 billion shaved off of Bud Light's market cap. Why is that? Well, because Bud Light went woke. Bud Light went anti-Christian. Uh, Bud Light embraced radical gender ideology uh, without consulting the fact that all of it, their customers effectively are in the deep south and in the Bible Belt. I'm like, like, well, that, that's against, like, our church's teaching and just, you know, that's, that's against biology, according to Richard Dawkins <laughs> and everyone else. So, yeah, didn't go great. Bud Light is now being canceled across uh, the country from sea to shining sea. The fruited plains, ladies and gentlemen, uh, are saying no to Bud Light. And they, they are they are very much going broke for going woke. Bud Light has been facing growing criticism for its partnership with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. In the last five days, parent company Anheuser-Busch stock has decreased 5%. That's a loss of $5 billion in market cap. But Bud Light isn't the only company launching such partnerships. Nike, Olay, and Kate Spade are just a few brands being called out for what critics call woke advertising in order to boost their CEI score. The Corporate Equality Index, or CEI is a social scorecard that grades companies based on their inclusivity. It is run by the Human Rights Campaign, arguably the most powerful LGBTQ lobby in the world, and is equipped with millions in funding from George Soros's Open Society Foundation. It was the F aroundest of times and the find outingness of times, as the wise man once said. And so Bud Light F around and now they're finding out don't drink Bud Light, ladies and gentlemen, it might turn you into a woman. Or at least a live-action role player of a woman. So uh, somebody who is not role-playing, somebody who's for real running for president against Joe Biden, RFK Jr. We cannot wait to have him on the show. We've already outreached to his team. We will bring you RFK Jr. live very soon here. He gets his first major endorsement. Aaron Rodgers, the Packer quarterback, uh, who said he was immunized from COVID, indicates support for uh, RFK. 
I won't use the uh, the slur and the slander here. RFK has an incredible book out called The Real Dr. Fauci. RFK is a Democrat and he is running against Joe Biden. Now, some people say that RFK should be not just in the Packers locker room protecting those NFL players whose like, you know, body is their lives, like these athletes. It's a wild, like how they went after the athletes. These athletes, their, their, their body and their physical health and their well-being, that is their life. So bodily autonomy on its basis level should be the most important to athletes. Guys like Aaron Rodgers actually spoke up about it, and he's a hero for doing that. RFK Jr. also spoke up uh, against the mandates and about the in- insanity that Dr. Fauci pushed upon our nation. Um, Dr. Fauci being punished and RFK Jr. running for president, getting endorsements. Some people say they should run with Trump. What do you think? Should RFK should be Trump Kennedy? Whoa. Yikes. What? So you have like an actual like dual ticket together? I don't know, man. That'd be wild. What do you think about that? Trump Kennedy has like a weird 1960s sort of nostalgia, like through point to today. Interesting times. Interesting times. Sure would want to see Robert F. Kennedy in some position of high power in government. Uh, if there is one man who can undo what Dr. Fauci has done or even begin to, it is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Again, we look forward to having him on the show and talk to him about it. What we will do before then, however, will be the verse of the day. The verse of the day is from Psalms. Psalms. Surely goodness and mercy shall flow. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. One of the most famous Psalms. Uh, Nay, the famous, the most famous psalm. As David was being hunted through the wilderness by Saul, as David was being hunted. Hear that, Saul? Hear that, Royce? You know King Saul? Rolls Royce knows King Saul? He can't respond because he's out sick. So Rolls Royce, learning a little bit about the Bible. Myself too. David wrote this while he was being hunted in the wilderness by his king and... He still wrote about the peace that God provides, even though the entire nation had turned on him. His entire nation had turned on him, and the armies were hunting him. Hmm. Does that sound familiar? Do you recognize America? Does it feel like you're being hunted metaphorically and quite possibly physically? If you dare protest in front of an abortion clinic, yeah, you are being hunted. And God can be your refuge. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Let that be sitting upon your heart as you strike forth into this Thursday. Ladies and gentlemen, know that you got your boy Benny and I got your back. This is the Benny Show. See ya.